السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين لا إله إلا الله أفني بها عمري لا إله إلا الله أدخل بها قبري لا إله إلا الله أخلو بها وحدي لا إله إلا الله ألقى بها ربي لا إله إلا الله قبل كل شيء لا إله إلا الله بعد كل شيء لا إله إلا الله يبقى ربنا ويفنى كل شيء All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The all-knowing, the all-wise The possessor of all the attributes of perfection and majesty and beauty subhanahu wa ta'ala The one without partner We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is the final prophet and messenger and the seal of prophets and messengers who was sent to all of humanity and to all of the jinn to the end of time. And that we bear witness that he uh, guided us to everything that is good and everything that benefits us and that he warned us of all those things that harm us in this life and in the hereafter. My beloved community, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have taqwa of Allah jalla jalaluh, and that this is the provision for the hereafter. This is what we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with, and we can even gauge the internal life of our hearts according to the degree of taqwa that rests within them. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of taqwa and to increase us in taqwa and to grant us a beautiful meeting when we meet him Jalla Jalaluh and to make our meeting with him the day that we meet him the best day of our existence. Innahu akramul akrameen wa arhamul rahimeen. Imam Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani radiallahu anhu, one of the great imams of Islam, he once was walking with his students and those who loved him and there was a disbeliever who saw him and saw that he had beautiful clothing on and he looked very dignified. And that this believer, this, this disbeliever, 
was working a difficult job and he was toiling away in his work. So he asked Imam Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, he said, how is it that your Prophet wasallam?" he says that the, this world, this dunya, is the prison of the believer and the garden and the paradise for the disbeliever. And look at you and look at me. You look like very dignified and regal and people respect you and I'm going through all of this difficulty. One of the things that Imam Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani said, he said, in comparison to what is to come, this is a prison for the believer. And in comparison of what is to come for the disbeliever, even if they're going through difficulty in this world, it is a paradise for them. So we have to realize as believers that our ultimate happiness, our ultimate fulfillment, our ultimate joy does not exist in this world. It's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stored for the believers. And much of what takes place at the end of time of making people really give in to lower desires is making people think that your happiness is here and now. And the irony of that very statement that is uh, said to us both explicitly and with the state of the time that we live in is that people are chasing happiness, yet it is ever elusive. Is I want happiness in this world. I want fulfillment in this world, yet it is never found by those people. Whereas you find the salihin, they say, if the people of the akhirah, the people of paradise, experience what we experience in Qiyam al-Layl, then paradise is truly a beautiful place. It is worth it. It is worth the effort that it takes to get there. So the believer realizes that our ultimate happiness is in the Akhirah, is in the abode of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the abode of honor. And we work for that. And we're not deluded by the ornaments of this world that are very uh, illusory, that are very fake and shallow and superficial. As Imam Abdullah ibn Alawi al-Haddad says, kathira." The life of this world, if you look at it, its difficulties, the, the calamities that take place in this world are abundant. Is that as long as we live in this world and we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afiyah, do not be surprised when bad things happen. It's not a utopia. It's not a perfect existence. And life in this world is very debased. It is, very, uh, it is of a low nature because the life of the Akhirah is one of purity and one experienced at a higher degree by the soul. And look at the people who have dunya and how much comes with the price tag. When they have palaces and cars and things of that nature, they can't go to sleep at night because they're worried about all of those things. And maybe even their own family members are out to get them and want what they have. And even when they have the little bit of the dunya that seemingly is nice, it comes with a price tag that isn't even worth it. And all of the things that we see in the world around us of people... Uh, harming one another and oppressing one another and taking the rights of one another, our shuyukh say, all of these troubles are over something that is not, according to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even worth the wing of a fly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you told people, you're arguing over this little 
you know, this little gnat or fly, you rip its wing off and you say, okay, fight over this. Nobody would fight over it. But that is the, the reality, the value of the dunya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And its time is very short. So people think that I have to live it up. You only live once. And I have to fulfill all of my pleasures and desires right now because this is the life that I'm in and this is the life of the world. But the believer realizes that the akhirah never ends. And that the life of this world, no matter how long a person lives, is short. And if you think about your own childhood, if you think about a particular period of time in your life, I remember when I was growing up living in Saudi Arabia or living in Malaysia or living in other places, and I uh, reminisce with my parents, it's as if it was a different person in a different lifetime. That really even happened. It feels like a dream. It feels something that went by like that, even though it's a number of years. And the longer a person lives, the more those memories are fleeting. And the moment that really matters is the moment that we leave this world. If, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us husnul khatima. All of it matters in our preparation for our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it matters as a place that we sow our seeds and not a place in and of itself that we invest in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. من كان يريد العاجلة عجلنا له فيها ما نشاء لمن نريد ثم جعلنا له جهنم يصلها مذموما مدحورا If anyone desires only the fleeting life we speed up whatever we will in it for whoever we will for whoever we wish in the end we have prepared hell for him in which to burn disgraced and rejected that a person has chosen this uh, this dunya that doesn't have value with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over Allah. So that person is deserving of punishment. But if anyone desires the life to come and strives after it as he should, as a true believer, his striving, his effort, his work will be rewarded. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward that person. Naam. Kullun numiddu haa'ulai wa haa'ulai min ata'i rabbik wa ma kana ata'u rabbika mahdura. To both the latter and the former, we give some of your Lord's bounty. But the real difference is, what is their heart attached to? Where do they see themselves going? And this is why we as believers, especially after the blessed month of Ramadan, we have to have this determination and this focus to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every moment. To seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure, to seek reward from Him, to engage in acts of obedience and goodness that benefit us and bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every moment. We're not people who are just trying to Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that time, that limited time in Ramadan or in the last 10 nights or Laylatul Qadr, and then we wait for the next big event. But rather, we realize that the opportunity of seeking and attaining Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure is open to us in any moment. And we never know when Allah will give it to us. So we have to take every opportunity seriously. Which is why one of the great ulama, he said, Truly, every moment for us is Laylatul Qadr. Why? 
for a number of reasons. One, because of the sweetness of witnessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of removing all of these veils and obstacles and realizing our ubudiyah, our servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pure tawheed, not just tawheed on a piece of paper that people just regurgitate. Pure tawheed, the real people of the highest degrees of tawheed. Am I just going to worship Allah on Laylatul Qadr? Every moment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extends opportunities to us through His grace and through His mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, He in times of difficulty and in times of abundance, He would often say the same statement, Allahumma la aisha illa aishul akhirah. Oh Allah, there is no life except the life of the Akhirah. When he would see something that was very beautiful and would get people's attention, he would remind them, this is limited. لا عيش إلا عيش the real life is the life of the hereafter. And if something difficult was taking place, لا عيش إلا عيش That there is no life except the life of the hereafter in reality, in comparison. So we have to take advantage and prepare for that destination where we're all going. And a destination where we will all stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we want to make that moment a moment of pure joy. A moment where we have ex expended an effort to seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, His forgiveness, His rewards to realizing our ubudiyah and to being entered into gardens of honor and bliss and joy with the prophets and the messengers and the shuhada and the salihin and the siddiqeen and being in this abode surrounded by people of goodness and purity. So we have to take advantage of that. And Imam uh, al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he says, الدنيا ساعة فاجعلها طاعة this entire life of this world is a moment. Sa'a. Sa'a can be translated as an hour or it can be a moment of time. So make that moment a moment of obedience. When we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when our life is over and we look back on our own lives, what is it defined by? Is it defined by wealth? Is it defined by status? Is it defined by what people think of us? Or is it defined by servitude? And seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those moments of uh, uh, stillness, in the times of the night, before we go to sleep, when we wake up, in our hearts, in our intentions, in our yearning and longing. Do we want a place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we want... Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bestow his love upon us and so forth. Those are the things that really will define that sa'a. So make it a moment of obedience. And one of the ways that we do that is through the abundant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And especially the dhikr of la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. That we should have a regular wird, a regular litany of saying la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. And really trying to bring the meaning of la ilaha illallah, that there is no God except Allah, that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah. 
there is nothing worth being sought in reality other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That there is no power nor ability except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to really have those meanings in our heart as we are saying those words. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through taking that, those means and engaging in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah begins to remove the veils from our hearts such that we taste the sweetness of iman. La ilaha illallah. The key to the garden, the key that opens paradise is la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us that the greatest of the adhkar is la ilaha illallah. And Imam al-Haddad says all of the various invocations, their fruits, their realities, the meanings are found in la ilaha illallah. It doesn't mean that we don't say other adhkar, but this is the foundational, the central dhikr that brings the heart to life. And the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he informs us of a man who comes on the day of resurrection and he has 99 scrolls laid out and all of them are as far as the eye can see. That these are the scrolls of his deeds. And they are laid out and they go back as far as the eye can see. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks the man to look at the scrolls. Is there anything in these scrolls that you deny? And the man says, no, my Lord. All of what is written by the angels in these scrolls is true. And all 99 scrolls are full of sins. We seek refuge in Allah. We don't want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like that. But this is the reality of this particular individual. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then asks him, look at Allah's mercy and grace. Have my angels who record deeds, have they wronged you? Do you have any good deeds at all? And the man says, he becomes scared. And he says, no, on the contrary, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, you do have one good deed. You do have one good deed, 99 scrolls of sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and you will not be wronged today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah does not wrong his servants, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith goes on, and it's called a bitaqa, a card. You know, like if you have like a little business card or something. Now imagine these 99 scrolls as far as the eye can see. The angels bring out a card. And on the card is written, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. I bear witness that there is no God except Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his servant and messenger. Then the man asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, My Lord, what good is this card against all of these 99 scrolls as far as the eye can see? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then once again tells him, You will not be wrong. And then the card is placed on the scale against the 99 scrolls. And then the 99 scrolls of sins are scattered. The weight of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah makes those other scrolls, you know, they're, that they're, it's such a, a, a weight that makes them scatter and go up in the air from the weight of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the man is entered into paradise. That's from one card. What about the person who has 99 scrolls as far as the eye can see, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking Allah for forgiveness, remembering Allah 
سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر sending salawat upon the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم that person will see those scrolls and they will be filled with light and Allah سبحانه وتعالى does not wrong his servants but even when we say this ذكر of لا إله إلا الله we also realize that it comes with conditions. And then when we affirm la ilaha illallah, it means that we as believers, those servants who are striving to realize the realities of ubudiyah and servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we have to follow in the footsteps of his messenger, the greatest of all servants, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wahab ibn Munabbih, one of the tabi'een, he was once asked, is not la ilaha illallah the key to paradise, isn't it? And he said, yes, but every key must have its particular teeth and ridges so that when it's entered into the lock, the key works. There are different keys for different doors. So every key must have the proper ridges in order to open the door. And among these ridges on the key of la ilaha illallah is to have a tongue that is free of lying and backbiting. A heart that is humble and free of envy and treachery and forbidden and dubious things, and limbs that engage in service and that are, are purified from sins. Those are the fruits of La ilaha illallah. That is the translation of La ilaha illallah into our hearts and into, onto our tongues and in our limbs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, inwardly and outwardly realized in its meanings and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrects us in its group with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubeen Wa-idha qurii al-Qur'anu fa-stami'u lahu wa-ansitu la'allakum turhamoon Wa-qala tabaraka wa ta'ala Fa-idha qara'ta al-Qur'ana fa-sta'idh billahi mina ash-shaytani r-rajim أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا عسى ربكم أن يكفر عنكم سيئاتكم ويدخلكم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار يوم لا يخزي الله النبي والذين آمنوا معه نورهم يسعى بين أيديهم وبأيمانهم يقولون ربنا أتمم لنا نورنا واغفر لنا إنك على كل شيء قدير Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is Believers turn to Allah in sincere and complete repentance your Lord may well cancel your bad deeds for you and admit you into gardens graced with flowing streams on a day when Allah will not disgrace the Prophet nor those who have believed with him. Their lights will be streaming out ahead of them and to their right, and they will say, Our Lord, perfect our lights for us and forgive us. You have power over everything. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim. ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزه وعذابه الأليم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
ان الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اما بعد فيا عباد الله اني اوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا اله الا الله so we need to be people who are akhira centric people who realize the reality before us and the nature of this world and the nature of the hereafter. And we need to be people who whatever we are faced with in our lives of difficulties or even of blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us, that we use all of those opportunities and we pause in all of those instances and really reflect on how we can draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those moments and realize what is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be pleased with me doing in this particular situation, whether it is patience or gratitude, whether it is giving or withholding, whether it is speaking or remaining silent, the multitude of different things that can take place. As Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah once, a man asked him a question and he paused and someone said, why don't you answer him? He had the answer. It's Imam al-Shafi'i radiallahu anhu. But Imam al-Shafi'i said, hold on, I am thinking whether it is more pleasing to Allah, whether it is better to speak or to remain silent. So we have to realize that we pause in moments and really think about what brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of our states, and that we prepare for the akhirah, and we prepare our graves, and we prepare our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we prepare meeting the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And Allah jalla jalalu tells us for those who take that seriously and prepare that Allah gives them good news and glad tidings and openings in this life. Allah says, أَلَا إِنَّ أَوْلِيَاءَ اللَّهِ لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ But those elect servants of Allah, the awliya, they shall have no fear nor shall they grieve. They are those who believed in Allah and were people of taqwa and they were conscious of Him. For them, there is good news in this life, the life of this world, and in the hereafter. There is no changing Allah's promises. That is truly the supreme triumph. So we have to be people who prepare for that meeting. And we are people who uh, yearn to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people who uh, uh, prepare for the akhirah through abundant dhikr and through realizing the realities of la ilaha illallah and the realities of tawheed in our words, in our actions, in our intentions, and in all of our states. وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن أولى الناس بي يوم القيامة أكثرهم صلاة عليه وأكثر من الصلاة والسلام على البشير النذير والسراج المنير سيدنا محمد فإن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثنى بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِي 
يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بهدى وإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات المؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم فرج كروب المسلمين في كل مكان يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ردنا والمسلمين إليك مردا جميلا يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم يا من وفق أهل الخير للخير وأعانهم عليه وفقنا للخير وأعنا علي يا أرحم الراحمين واجعل آخر كلامنا من الدنيا لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك